Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. While the heat came to us quite late this summer, it certainly made up for lost time these last few weeks. It's been wreaking havoc on our gardens. I, like many other gardeners I'm sure, have been madly watering, moving pots out of the sun and throwing covers over vulnerable plants as I hate to see them suffer. But not everyone has the time or the inclination to do all those things when bad weather rolls in. So that brings us to today's topic. Which plants will survive harsh conditions and even a bit of neglect? Now, Keith, if you don't mind, Mm -hmm. I'd like to start with one of my favourite genus of plants. Yes. The first one that I think of in this, when we're talking about this sort of thing, is the salvia. I have numerous varieties of salvia in the garden. They flower endlessly, they barely ask for any attention in return, and there is a salvia for every spot in the garden. The birds and the bees love them too, so... They have to sit at the top of my list of hardy plants, and I bet they're pretty high on your list as well. They are, absolutely. I use a lot of, um, a lot of salvias in, in my designs because for, just for, for that, that particular reason. reason. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, what you're looking for with a salvia, though, is, is one that doesn't have huge leaves. Because if it's got huge leaves, it's looking for a certain place within a garden. Um, and that, that would generally be an area such as um, a shaded area. Right. So the bigger the leaf, the more the more Attention. needy that particular salvia becomes. Um, yeah. So there are some rippers around. Which which ones are your best? What what do you love? Which which is your favourite salvia? Well, Mystic Spires is well. Mystic Spires is not necessarily my favourite because I've got quite a few. But Mystic Spires always. Performs. Just performs. It doesn't mm. matter what's going on. It's 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 just cut, keeps growing and it flowers forever and it looks amazing. It so is. that's the first one I'm going to talk about. Well, that's the first one that comes to mind anyway. Yep. What's your favourite? Um, well, I like the Mexican sage. Yes. All right. Yes, so beautiful. It's salvia too. lucantha, and then there's the Mexican sage. But there's in that in that family there is a white form mm. uh, and a pink form. There is. So you can mix both. them up a little bit. Um, I just love the, the the amount of grey soft foliage that those particular plants carry. Mm. That, that 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 variety. Mm. Um, Mystic spires are certainly up there up there with them. But um, I think that in terms of longevity of flowering, the mystic spires actually goes a fair bit further down the track it does which is just great it's amazing bog sage is another one that people are a little hesitant to to grow that because it does like to travel yes but i don't find it a problem to you know remove it's very easy to pull out of the ground you can grab it with your hands and pull it out i love that light blue flower it's just divine so that look we could go on and on about salvies but that is that's that's really the one of the best ones for a garden that perhaps doesn't have a lot of exactly attention all right um, another thing to look out for for plants that, that can thrive with a bit of hard work and a little bit of neglect mm. are things, anything Mediterranean mm. actually suits because a lot of Mediterranean plants have grey foliage yes. and it's that grey foliage that, that actually gives them that ability to get through those hot, dry 
periods because they're not transpiring as much uh-huh. as a darker leaf plant. Uh-huh. You know, so anything like that. So Why, like what? Tell us what. Um, well, uh, um, art, some of the some of the Artemisias, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that I use a lot, which is called Valerie Finnis. Yes. Um, there's another one which is called uh, Powers Castle, yes. which has got a different leaf yep. and not a soft sort of leaf. Yep. And they're actually hybridising a lot more, a lot more of that particular variety now. Mm. Um, you know, so they're just a great foliage plant that you know is just going to be there that'll just you know. Keep going. Keep on keeping Keep on, on in going. the garden. Yeah, yeah. And it dies back quite quick. When it dies back, it comes back very quickly, it doesn't does. it? It does, yeah. And, and yeah, that's right, it does. Um, the other thing that when you, you, you're actually doing a bit of research for, for plants that are going to take tough a bit plants. of knowledge, yeah, tough plants, is have a look at the label. And generally, a lot of these plants have labels where they've, they've got a series of drips. So a, a, a single drip plant will become drought tolerant once it's established. So they're the ones that, you know, you, you really want to be thinking about a place for those in your garden. Mm. Um, Two-drip plants, yeah, they're, they're not so bad, but um, always try to go for a single-drip plant yep. all okay. the way through. Now, to, I think one uh, area that we should be thinking about in that regard is succulents. Succulents are amazingly tolerant, drought tolerant. Yep. They do like a good water when you do water them, so you should give them a good drink, but then you can, they can go for ages without any. Exactly. And they just keep on going. Yep. And especially, I mean, they're fantastic in pots, but they're also great um, in the garden as mm. well. So in, in that range, I, I love to use the aloes. Yes. So there's, there's some dwarf varieties of aloes which uh, come with, with stunning flower colours you know mm. there's one that's called I think it's called Golden Sparkle which has just got a beautiful yellow flower that comes on the top but it, it's the foliage that, that you know really interests me about those particular mm. plants because they look so soft and succulent, mm. but they're as oh, tough as old boots. That's right. They look exactly. succulent, but they're not necessarily. And they, it really is more about the foliage, I think. I mean, the flowers are great, but they're not – like the, the foliage is an ongoing interest, it is. isn't it? It's really? there all the time. So yeah. I, ones that I like to use as a ground cover would be something like uh, the blue chalk sticks, which is um, mm-hmm. uh, Senecio serpents is yep. one. Yep. Um, and then, of course, um, pig faces yes. make a fabulous ground cover. We've seen them on a nature strip down the road, haven't we, actually, yeah. which was interesting. Um, Carpo brotus, which is actually an Australian native. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, if you want to colour up and go for a contrasting colour, say if you're using things like the, bu- the blue chalks and you want to really have a, a contrast, mm. you can go for some of the aeoniums. Yes. Now, things like Schwarzkopf, which is that, that beautiful black rose colour uh, that has, actually has a yellow flower as well that comes out of it. And then, of course, you've got tree forms of aloe. For instance, there's um, the um, aloe barbare, which is the, the, the tree aloe. Yeah. Uh, I use a fair, about, fair amount of those in my designs oh, my. because they're such a wonderful structural plant. Oh, yeah. And then another great plant, this is tough as old boots, is, is of course, cassonia. We, cassonia is... Spicata. You've got a couple in your garden here. That's not a, that's not a succulent, though, is it? But it, 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 it is in that succulent family. Is it really? It? Oh, it is, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. Okay. And let's not forget the indoor plants yep. you know the snake plants or mother-in-law's tongue is a great one for indoors there are quite a few that you, uh, that uh, once put in the right position with the right light they will go on forever as well they're yeah. fantastic the, the, the hardest problem there for people when they're thinking about indoor plants is that they over water them well but they're not allowed to i know they've got to use this people. finger and stick your finger in if there's, if there's a tiny bit of moisture don't do anything with them. Or just do Let it fortnightly. Fortnightly yeah. works, I so, can tell so you. So there's some rippers in there, the indoor plants. There's the spathophyllums. Yeah. And there's a whole different range of those, big leaf, small leaf. Mm. Uh, philodendrons, yeah. uh, wonderful indoor plants, okay, the really... ponytail plant. Uh, I've 
Another great plant for uh, real contrast in, in the in, indoors is the is the mother-in-law's tongue, the Sansevieria. That's, That's a, a great snake plant. plant. That's what I just said before. Yep, a great plant for that. Keith, you're going over the crassula. <laughs> yep. Spider plants. Yes. They're all here. Yes, I know. They're all I'm great sure. indoors. I know they're fantastic. We're going back outdoors now. Yeah, where are we going now? I've led you indoors. I'm leading you back out. Agapanthers. I know you'll probably roll your eyes at agapanthers, but the hybrid varieties, the dwarf yeah. varieties are fantastic and they you can are. get such beautiful, you can get whites, you can get blues. pink tinged, you can get blues. Purple. Purple, yes, absolutely dark purple mm-hmm. and they're fantastic and they are as tough as guts. And that's, that the key there is is that they're all hybrid, so they're not yes, going to, yes. they're not going to become weedy uh, and they're not like that, that the, the, you know, the normal form which can mm. get incredibly messy. All the smaller varieties Victoria. have been bred to be nice and compact and, and not a weed species, which is terrific. And they look beautifully yep. when they're planted en masse, mm-hmm. definitely. All right, now what about the veggie garden? What are we putting? Uh, things like nasturtiums look fantastic in the veggie garden, and they are pretty tough too, aren't they? Yeah, they're great. Um, they- cat thyme is a great one for you know in the veggie garden because it brings all the bees in. Yep. You've got cat mint. Yep. Cotton lavender, which is Santalina. Yep. Um, evening primrose. Um, geranium roseanne. Oh, I was going to mention geranium roseanne. And that's really probably very... my absolute favourite. And it has you've got me onto that this year, yeah. and it's impressed me beautiful, a great beautiful deal. The, those blue mauve flowers are fantastic, and it takes over an empty spot very quickly and looks amazing. It just rambles gorgeously, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah love it. Very happy little plant. Now roses. Yes, this now, is a great one. Well, I know that they, I knew you were going to say that they're fantastic and they're hard to kill, but I find them quite challenging to grow. They are prone to black spot and other diseases yep. and are often quite thorny, as we know. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that um, I'm going to be popular in saying that, but I find roses quite difficult. Okay, so you're looking at the wrong varieties for, the, for that instance. You need to go back to Tell me. Rosa multiflora. Okay. All right, so they're, they're a much bushier rose. Right. Um, I've used them on, on, in designs uh, for hedgerows, basically. Okay. Out in you know, out in you know, dividing paddock paddocks up together, mm. and and they can just be slashed back, you know, when when, when you're ready. Oh, so they're a great plant for um, for that instance. So okay. have a look at all the old varieties, you know, the the, the multiflora and uh, just the the real old varieties, okay. the all best right. the best one. The, the new hybrids are a little bit delicate. They are know, delicate, and yeah, that's not something mongrels. that we need in a garden. That's no. not going to get a lot of attention. Um, Something when talking about hedges, star jasmine is fantastic. Yes, we have that climbing up and above our side fence, and it will withstand all conditions. I can assure you of that. It's in a shady spot, but I think it, they would really um, perform best in full sun. They do. They flower better yeah. in full sun, but yeah. they are. Fan- this one is in shade. shade the top yeah. gets a lot of flowering, obviously, because it is in the sun. But it is. It's nothing has stopped it from growing. Mm. It's no, been fantastic. Great, great plant. Yes. Uh, should we go down to ground covers a bit more here because I've got lots of those. I've got oh something that's actually starting to flower right now or by the time this is listened to, they will be well and truly flowering and that is a Japanese windflower or the anemone. Anemone. Yep. Anemone. Yep. That has beautiful flowers from February to March, mm-hmm. right through February and March. It will travel. That's the only thing. So you need to be able to sort of control it. Yeah. But. The flowers are well worth oh, it. It's a gorgeous plant. Um, I use it. I use it all the time. Mm. This job that I'm doing at um, at Fish Creek at the moment, Lots three acres there. I'm using a lot of enemies underneath the trees and so forth because they'll tolerate the shade, they'll tolerate the dry, and they'll tolerate competition with you know with other plants around them. And Great I love choice. to use. Um, there's a couple that I, there's there's three that I really enjoy using, 
Uh, there's one called Serenade, mm. uh, and there's another one called uh, Honorine Jobe, which Ooh, is a beautiful, what colour is that? Form. Flower. You got both of, you got uh, pink and and white ones there. I thought there was something new yep. there. Um, so, but it's it's just the flowers, the sizes of the flower. They're really huge oh, flowers, and that's, that's the beauty about those. <gasps> So I love using the, the Japanese windflowers. They're just a terrific thing Fantastic. for a, a neglectful garden. Yes. Seaside daisies are another one, or the origeron. 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 Oh, yeah, and they, they can look so smart yep. you know, up, against the, up against the driveway or a path, yep. um, and they're just so tough. They've got those beautiful pink, white, and yellow flowers, which flower for most of the yeah. year. Yep. They're happy, in, uh, well, as we said, in, in full sun or part shade, and they require little water once established. Exactly. So go for those as well. And there's a couple of others that um, Tell us. I, I, I've introduced you to some. Yeah. That's the Anthemus. Yes, beautiful. So we've, Love got, it. we've got EC Buxton yes. and Susanna Mitchell. And it's just funny, I'm, I'm actually working with, a, with an architect at the moment whose name is Susanna Mitchell. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How about that? Better give us some yeah, of those then. Yeah, unbelievable, yeah. So there's some, and, and they they they've got a beautiful soft grey foliage, and then and terrific daisy-like daisy -like flowers, flowers that just step right off the top, you know, up to about two to three hundred mil off the actual ground cover plant itself. So just just superb. And I just cut ours back because they'd finished flowering, and yeah. they've just started flowering back again. again. Yeah. They're amazing. That's another. So there's you've got some great examples here of what we can what we can put into an, uh, a a um, slightly neglected, not completely neglected, but slightly neglected mm. garden. What about trees? Can right. I can I can I up with the first one? You go on. The crepe myrtle. Yes. Crepe myrtle tree. India. Oh, there are a number of series, a number of um, varieties, aren't yeah. there? Yep. But they're deciduous with pretty summer flowers, and when those flowers have finished, beautiful trunk colours through mm -hmm. autumn and winter. Yep. Love and, them. And so tough. Love them, and you can get you can get um, so many different varieties of, of crepe myrtles now. Some that that have multi stems at the base, so they they they're not going to get very tall. They might get to about maybe one and a half, two meters tall. Great for just small a, garden, just a, a, a shrubby plant. And then of course you've got the other ones. Um, Biloxi is, is probably one that I love to use, and that can be get up to about five meters. Mm. Um, you know, so you've got beautiful flower heads in late summer, which just looks yes. absolutely fantastic. Yes. Um, and and I, I've got quite a few in the garden. I've got some pink. I've got eight, one pink one and then probably about eight um, beautiful white forms, which you just have. look absolutely superb at this time of the year. And they thrive in the glade. That's right. When other things are really getting a bit dry and, yeah. and you know looking as though they need a cutback, the, that's exactly when they thrive. Mm -hmm. So it's good timing. So I've got some others. Yes, what have Fig you got? Fig trees. Beautiful. All right, so they, they're a beautiful, tough, really uh, a plant that will thrive on neglect. Um, and the, one of those, my favourite on that one is one called Black Genoa, which is a beautiful fig to mm, eat. Mm, mm. And then you've got White Adriatic, which is another beautiful uh, form of the fig. Did so you say White form. Adriatic? It's called White Adriatic, yeah. Okay, yep. um, another nice uh, edible form. Mm. And then, of course, you've got Olives. Oh yes, of course. So they they thrive in neglect. I mean, you look you, you look at the, the Mediterranean plants out there. Yeah. So there's um, Vidale, uh, Calamato, Frantio, and they're all great. And then of course you've got some other wonderful food plants that'll tolerate you know, neglect a little bit. Yeah. Um, things like uh, the pomegranate. Yeah. They're a great a great plant because you're getting a nice return on those. There's yeah. um, either the, the the Russian form, which is Rosevea, or the American form, which is wonderful. It has to be in certain light, though, doesn't it? Because yeah. I had one which did not go very well because I don't think it got enough. It had enough light. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I've got mine behind a behind a shed, and it's doing all right. So, oh. yeah, I think it's probably more the variety. I think you must have had an American form rather than the Russian form is bred because it doesn't get as much light as the, ah, as the American form. It was given to me, yeah. and I didn't know what it was. So obviously, so yeah. they're just they're just a, they're just a handful of fruit trees that'll that'll just you know Fantastic. thrive on neglect. And what, uh, going back to indoor for a minute, mm-hmm. bromeliads. Yeah. Pilliers, which we have in front of us. Yes. These are fantastic. They, they, they are amazing. Just water them fortnightly and that's it. That's it. Bromeliads are the same and they've yeah. got those beautiful flowers mm. which are, come up every four years or something. Yeah. But anyway, they hang around for quite a while. Yep, fantastic. Um, back in the tree line. Oh, but guys, sorry. Back to the trees. Back to the trees. Well, there's, if you've got, a, if you've got a, a, an area that, that you want to create something incredibly unusual little thrive and neglect there is a plant called the argentine ombu never heard of that one it is absolutely incredible it's it's got roots that, that look, look a little bit like a morton bay fig oh, yeah, and it's got leaves that are bigger than a morton bay fig and it buttresses and it, it's just an incredibly beautiful plant to, to have in the garden because it's it's almost prehistoric in, in, mm. in the way that it looks and then of course if you've got a big garden you've got oak trees mm. that, that will you know tolerate neglect um, particularly the Mediterranean forms, the, 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 the cork oak and the holm oak, which are evergreen, beautiful big things. And they don't, they're, they're, they're good and safe to put in a garden? Absolutely beautiful, yeah. Okay, into yep. a big garden because they get very yep. tall. But if you, if you want um, a smaller form of oak tree you know, that will really tolerate neglect, um, then you look at something like Quercus palustris, which is the American oak, but the variety is, is called green pillar. Okay. And that will tolerate drought. It's an absolute ripper. And it's not a huge form. It's, it's a small, compact, columnar form okay. of that particular plant. Then, of course, you've got the scarlet oak and the Algerian oak. And there's another couple of big oaks that, that are you know, fabulous for a bigger property. Okay. You know. Some great advice. Yep. What are we going to get into now? Are we going to go to shrubs? You can go to shrubs because I haven't got any shrubs no, on my no list. Shrubs. The okay. shrubs are all yours. All right. One that I think is just fantastic... Um, just for its wonderful flowers, simple flowers, is the Californian tree poppy. It has these beautiful single-petal flowers, bright white, with a, a yellow stamen in the middle. And the, the contrast between the white and yellow is just superb. Oh. Then, of course, you've got for, for, for wonderful eye-popping flowers, that, and these are plants that will just thrive and neglect, are the echiums. Oh, yes. So there's, oh, you know, there's, yes, there's yes. fastuosum. There is a, a beautiful purple form. It is a biennial and it's called Wild Pretty Eye, and it has a... I, I had one in, in one of our last gardens, and the flower was over four metres tall wow. and, you know, probably nearly half a metre across at the base, mm. tapering up to the top. And it, the bees came for it for months after months after months. With an echium, when once what, they've finished flowering, they you, get quite woody. Do you cut them right you, back? No, you can't cut them right okay. back. You, you cut them back to where there's at least four to six leaves okay. left on the stem. Of new growth? Of, uh, yeah, new... No, just, just leaves. Oh, Okay. So, so, and it's best to, to just to prune off the, the actual flower heads. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a much easier way of doing it. Okay. So other, other great hardy plants are things like the rosemary. Yeah, of They're course. They're a beautiful, tough plant. Yes. Uh, there's you can build them into a lovely hedge. Great hedge. Yep. yep. Uh, there's a plant called Flomus fraticosa, which is a, um, a beautiful, soft, um, grey form leaf that's slightly hairy, that has, and this has really unusual yellow flowers that come on it. And there's a purple form of that called purpurea, purple. 
And then you've got um, big leaf plants with great big masses of purple heads called Wygandia, which is another incredibly drought-tolerant plants. And then if you want to formalise the garden up and give it a bit of structure and you want tough hedging plants, then you can use things like bay trees. There's one called um, Baby Bay, um, which if you don't clip it and prune, it'll get to about two metres by one and a half. Uh, Korean box is a is a great alternative to English box. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a it's got a slightly bigger leaf, slightly rounded leaf, but really really great tough plant uh, for hedging. Then you've got Ligustrum undulatum, which is the the New Guinea privet, which is an evergreen form. And I've got in my backyard yes. and it clips up beautifully. Yep. You got lavenders, wormwoods. Yep. And rock roses, which are the sisters, which you get some white forms and pink forms. You know, so there's, you know, you've got incredible amount of of these neglectful plants to put in your garden. That's right. Native plants. Oh, are you going to go on, are you? (laughs) Native plants. You've got the native (laughs) hibiscus, which is great. Uh, And, of course, you've got all your indigenous plants. Are you finished? No. (laughs) Keep going. Well, other great plants that we often don't even consider putting into our neglectful gardens yeah. are bulbs. Uh, yes. Because they've already used the winter to, to, to get what they need and then they get become you know they they go into dormancy. So but, anything anything with a bulb and a rhizome is going to be incredibly hardy. So things like irises, your daffodils, alliums, uh, dietes, ixia, diorama, uh, iris and freesia. There's, a, there's just a few of the bulbs and rhizomes that will just be thrive and neglect. All beautiful. Yep. All beautiful. The only thing is they need to be divided, don't they? So there's that, no, that you need to put a little bit the of... irises, really. Okay. You need to divide the irises in order to get the next lot of... And you, didn't, you don't do that every year. You might do it every, every two or couple. three years and okay. just discard the, the, the old You need bulbs. to put it in your diary. Yeah. Yeah. So if you lead a busy life, I'm going to stop him there. If you lead, <laughs> but also love a beautiful garden, consider popping in some of these plants. There are lots and lots to choose from. Now, um, they will still need a regular water, of course, and an occasional feed, but we'll be very happy to please you in return for just a little bit of attention. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.